I'm Donovan Kane. This is a Romance Authors Spotlight episode of the podcast featuring USA Today bestselling author Julie Morgan and a steamy excerpt from her book, Submitting to Paradise. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Donovan Kane, and I'm here with USA Today bestselling romance author Julie Morgan. How are you, Julie? Hey, Donovan. Good. How are, I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. Very good. And thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I enjoyed your book excerpt very much. Thank you. And it was in Samantha Cole's world. Explain, explain to everyone how that works. Sure. So Samantha Cole's world is a shared book world in the sense that she has shared her book characters with us. So we get to go play in her world, so to speak. We can take her characters and manipulate them to do whatever we want them to do. So within reason, but <laughs> you know, we can't kill them off or anything. Not that we would. Right. And if they're already paired up with someone else, we obviously can't break them up and pair them with our own characters. But we're taking ones that are maybe secondary characters. And like, um, for instance, the ones that I used in this story, uh, he was a very secondary character. And so having him brought in to get his own story, that's, I didn't see that happening for anybody else. And when I read his background, he reminded me so much of my uncle who unfortunately passed away from years and years of drug addiction. So this was a way to tribute him if he were to able to overcome that, Mm -hmm. to let that go, to overcome that. This was my tribute to him of letting go and self-forgiveness and moving forward. So that's, that's what this story was. But also with Holly, you know, finding your own inner strength of, or in her case, her own inner beast, but her Mm -hmm. own strength of taking the fight back that's been taken from you. Mm -hmm. Very good. And uh, set up this scene for us. Uh, Where are they at? What's about to happen here? So in this excerpt, we have Todd Wheeler, who is um, the spy person that Jake has hired that he works with. And um, Todd gives Jake information on the side that he needs. Todd is also a recovering drug addict. And he's really taking himself from the streets to having his own home, like really trying to build himself back up. So when he meets Holly, who is a preacher's daughter, they are complete night and day people. And they literally run into each other on the street at a corner, like, coming around the corner, boom, they run right into each other. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and Holly um, had a really bad experience with an ex-boyfriend, like to the level of severe stalking and abuse. And to get behind that, her and her father moved away, moved different states, started a new parish, just started completely over. So um, that's kind of where their story picks up. So When Todd introduces her to the world of BDSM, he introduces her in the sense that he's going to be the Dom. And she's like, yeah, okay. So, and takes her to the club, takes her to, you know, to walk through and as a visitor to see everything that's going on. And she's immediately taken by it. And that's how she meets Mistress China. So 
stepping forward a little bit, when she decides that she wants to do this, she has her first session with Mistress China. And that's where this excerpt comes in. And Mistress China has her there as her submissive. And Mistress China really pushes her past her boundaries to the point where Holly starts to have a panic attack. And Jake comes in and helps Mistress China in the sense of just watching Holly for her reactions because China's behind her where Jake is in front of her so he can really see her face and is talking to her, talking her down, making sure that she really is okay. And he's able to see the strengths that's inside her as well as China can see the strength that's inside her as well to know that she is going to make an excellent dame when they're done with her. And later in the story that you don't really get from the excerpt that Todd thinks that he's going to be the dom in the relationship. And Mistress China said, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so just a, you know, a little bit going on with all that though. Okay. Well, let's have a listen to this excerpt and uh, we'll, we'll talk after it's done. How's that? Thank you. And here is the steamy book excerpt from Julie Morgan's book from Samantha Cole's world, Submitting to Paradise. I'm Donovan Kay, and this is a short steamy excerpt from Julie Morgan's book, Submitting to Paradise. Submitting to Paradise is Todd's story in Samantha Cole's shared world. Todd's had a hard life, and in this story, he finally receives his own redemption. Along life's journey, Todd runs into a beautiful young woman named Holly. The two hit it off almost immediately, and the two could not be more different. Where Todd had a rough, hard life of drugs and crime, Holly had a good life in the church. Todd grew up in and out of foster care, and Holly had her preacher father. Holly also lived through a traumatic situation that eventually causes her to second-guess herself in many aspects of her life. Wanting to get her own power back, she's introduced to the world of BDSM, and Mistress China agrees to take her under her wing to become a dame. This is the scene between the two women as they begin their first scene, and we'll also see Master Jake as well. It's a tough scene to read or listen to, but also endearing to the senses of letting go and moving past the pain and accepting and forgiving yourself. Julie says submitting to paradise has become one of her favorite stories that she's ever written. I hope you enjoy listening to this short, steamy excerpt. Very good. China said as she reviewed Holly's limit list. So, yellow on the bullwhip? She looked up at Holly. She nodded and held her hands in front of her. Holly was uncomfortable standing almost naked in an establishment where others could see her body, her nerves, her flaws. She was vulnerable and on the verge of tears. You will say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, while we seen and are training. Understood? Holly nodded. Yes, ma'am. All right. China started and set the document down. First, you need to seriously loosen up. Any good dame is only as good as their sub. If you're nervous, your sub will be as well. I'm not used to being naked in front of people, Holly told her. You will speak only when I have a question for you to answer. Understood? Yes, ma'am. Holly hung her head and looked to the floor. She wanted to cry. 
This was a mistake. She couldn't do this. She wouldn't. Subby? China called, and Holly looked up at her. The Asian woman stepped closer and cupped the side of her cheek. We all start somewhere. You've lived a sheltered life. Here, you're going to learn how to take all that back. Are you ready to grab hold of the control like the bitch it is and never let go ever again? Holly's lips twitched, and she tried to smile. She loved what Mistress China was saying, but it didn't help the vulnerability. She pressed her legs together even tighter. What do you say because I didn't hear you? Holly smiled. Yes, ma'am. Louder, her smile widened. Yes, ma'am. Better. China removed her hand, then approached the stage. Let's run through the safe words. Repeat them to me. Red is to stop completely. Yellow is to slow down. Green is to keep going full steam ahead. Very good. She motioned to a bench that had leather buckles on both ends and a long strap in the middle. This is a spanking bench. I'd like to start easy and work our way up. Holly stepped closer to the bench. It was black leather and low to the ground, but it was high enough to look like it was something to be straddled. Yes, ma'am. China motioned with her hand to come forward. I want you to straddle the bench and place your knees into the cushion here. She pointed to two pads on the floor Holly hadn't seen before. Yes, ma'am. Holly did as she'd been instructed and glanced behind her. No one was there. Relief fluttered her since her ass would be on display for everyone to see. Subby, face me, not behind you, China said. Yes, ma'am. Holly settled onto the seat, and China walked behind her. I'm going to strap your legs in, then I want you to bend over and grab the handholds on the sides below. She pointed to the front, and Holly laid herself across the cool bench. In the sudden chill, her skin raised goose flesh. Don't worry, you'll warm up, China told her. Yes, ma'am, she whispered. What color are you right now? Green, ma'am. Good, very good. China bound her wrists together at the base of the bench, then tested the tightness. She laid a large body strap across Holly's back. When China tightened it, Holly realized she couldn't move, get up, or do much of anything. Panic began to rise, and she started to move against the restraint. Be still, Subby, you'll be fine, I promise. No one is going to hurt you or do anything without your consent. Tell me your safe word. Holly heard China, but she couldn't focus on her words. Her breathing increased, panic setting in, and tears slipped from her eyes. I can't do this, she said, then repeated it loudly. I can't do this. Let me out. Please let me out. Calm yourself, came a strong masculine voice. Holly gasped and looked up. The man pulled a chair toward them and turned it backwards, then straddled it. Calm yourself, Subby. Mistress China won't let anything bad happen to your beautiful bottom that you don't want her to do. I'm here to watch and gauge you for reactions and ensure you're not exceeding your own limits. Another tear slipped from her eyes. Yellowish red right now. My safe word, I'm scared. Mistress China came to where the man sat and bent down. She touched her cheek 
and brushed her hair from her face. I'll undo the strap if it helps keep you feeling safe. Holly considered this for a moment, then nodded. Please, yes, ma'am. She nodded. Then I'll remove the body strap. This is about you and your limits. I want to know where your hard stops are, and I need you to let me know. Don't hold anything in, ever. It could hurt you in the process, and we are not in this to hurt you. I want to push past your insecurities and help you break free. But you have to know your limits. Yes, ma'am. Her voice was just louder than a whisper, and a tear slipped into her hair. Feeling confined takes me to a dark place. I don't like it. You don't need to be scared. Trust in your dame to take care of you. Trust in me to have your back, so to speak. Yes, ma'am. Holly swallowed. I'm color green now, mistress. China smiled and rubbed the back of Holly's head. Good girl. Now, I'd like to introduce you to my friend and fellow dom, Master Jake. Recognition settled in. Was this Jake, Todd's friend, the one who'd saved him? She felt a sense of protection cover her body. Hello, Master Jake. Hello, Holly. Jake raised his eyes to China, then back to her. China asked me to be here today to watch you. I want both of us to ensure your safety. The first time is different for everyone, but the majority of people have this same reaction to the restraints. Just know, you're safe with both of us. Thank you, sir, Holly whispered. Jake bent down once more, and truth be told, you're going to make an outstanding dame. He winked. She smiled and lowered her gaze. Thank you, sir. The body strap loosened, and the leather was removed from her body. The emptiness in her lungs, the strain she felt to breathe, lifted. She inhaled a long breath and slowly let it go. Then she gasped. A light tapping from a solid object padded across her bottom. It didn't hurt, and Holly tried to picture what China was using. This is a writing crop. It's used often when playing, spanking, and in scenes. It can be used soft like this, or whack. Hard like that, China finished. Shit, Holly whispered. That fucking hurt. Jake chuckled. There she is. There who is? Holly asked. Your inner dame. Holly lifted her brow and held his gaze. Green. Jake grinned. She's good. The end. For now. I'm Donovan Kane, and this has been a short, steamy excerpt from Julie Morgan's story, Submitting to Paradise, written in Samantha Cole's Shared World. You can find out more about Julie Morgan, her books, and Samantha Coles as well at steamystoriesforwomen.com. Okay, there you go. That was a short steamy excerpt from Julie Morgan's book, Submitting to Paradise with characters from Samantha Cole's world. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed reading. It was very fun. Thank you. And where does it go from there? So Holly starts going through her training lessons of becoming a dame with Mistress China. Mm -hmm, right. So you get more China, you get more Jake. 
So you see these two main characters coming into the story. And China begins training her on what it means to be a domain. And the first time Holly really starts trying out different toys in the sense of like a crop, a whip, a, um, a flogger, she doesn't really know what these things are. But the moment she holds one of them in her hand for the first time and just wraps her fingers around it, it's feeling that power in her hand for the first time, that control. It's just like, oh, for the lack of better words, magic going through her arms, like just a touch of it. She can just feel it going through her body. And it's something that she realizes in that moment, she has been missing her entire life. It's that control. Right. And the moment she has it, she seized it. She's like, this, this is it. This is what I've been missing. And it's it's a very beautiful moment. And it and I know I'm saying that because I wrote it, but in all honesty, it, it truly is. And you're able to put yourself in her perspective, knowing the pain that she's been through and the loss of herself that she's been through to be able to, in that moment, to take it back simply by holding an object. That's Just amazing. Just an object. Yeah. That, that's amazing. And, and what must that do for people that are listening to your book that have, have been through tests in their life like that? I actually had two different people who do not know each other who are in the BDSM lifestyle. One of them is a dame and one of them is a submissive. Please read this scene because I need to know this is legit. They both read it and they both cried. Like completely. Wow broke down crying, said, this is perfect. Wow. This is exactly what happens. Like, right that, on. <laughs> that is amazing. Good job on your part. Thank you. Thank you. I was very happy with it. And that's just that one scene. There's wow. another that is super fun is the moment when she callers Todd. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there is definitely some entertainment in that. Yes, there's definitely. I mean, this is a very serious moment with the whole, you know, holding up the toy for the first time, uh -huh. feeling that power. But there's also a lot of humor written into the story. Oh, so. that's terrific. That's terrific. Getting your point across uh, with humor and uh, the seriousness of the thing itself and to get to people, uh, to get to people's feelings like that is, is, Quite an accomplishment. Thank you. So Definitely. how did you get started writing? I was little. Uh, probably the moment I could start picking up a pen or a pencil. I started writing little poems, uh, little songs here and there. And uh, I stayed with my grandparents a lot. So I would write little snippets of songs I would make up to my grandparents and sing to them. <laughs> Oh, oh. Lord, I can sing, but you know, they, they put up with it and I would sing to them like, Oh, here's a song I wrote to you, you know, whatever. So you can sing. You told me you couldn't sing. You can sing. No, I cannot <laughs> sing. My daughter can, my daughter has a pretty good singing voice, but me, it skipped me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I can't carry a tune in a bucket. So, uh -huh. but, um, no, I used to do that a lot. And, um, I never really got into writing until I hit my thirties. Before that, I was an avid reader. I read, oh my gosh, I was reading every day. I'd probably go through maybe a book a day. I read so much wow. and I don't need little books. I'm talking full novels. Mm. And then um, when I was, I don't know, 32 or 33, 
is when I wrote my very first full-length novel, and it was just so alive in my head. I could not get it to stop talking. I had to do something to get it on pages because it was just insanity. And I thought, am I losing my mind? I'm hearing these voices. Oh, my gosh. And it was <laughs> crazy. And any writer will tell you that's exactly how it is. And within a month, I had the whole story done. Within a month. Wow. And that was that was your first book. That was my very first one. Well, what did it feel like? First of all, what did it feel like to just look at it and say it's done? It's never done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this well to the point where it was ready to go out into the public. Yeah. It's it's funny. When you're done, the story really is done. Because the moment the story ends, the characters stop talking. It's legitimately over mm. when that story is over they they stop and you start going through and you're editing and doing all these things to it and then something will pop up like oh there's a secondary character that could get a story you know and then something will spawn off from there but there's been times when i have written a story intended to be a single book story not a series and it mm -hmm. turned into six, a six-book series. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's happened too. But when it's done, it's legitimately done. And they don't talk anymore. And I've had readers, please, I want some more from this character and then blah, blah, blah. I, I can't. They are no longer talking. I can't force it. Hmm. No, you can't, can't say, force something like that. I know. I can't say, yo, get over here. Let's write some more. <laughs> it, it literally does not work that way. But while they're there, they're not going to give you a break, are they? No, not <laughs> at all. You know, and if you've seen the little minions, the little um, thing with the minions from Despicable Me, there's sure. one that's very serious. And then the one like making little, you know, raspberry sounds with his tongue, like dancing uh -huh. around being silly. Uh -huh. The serious one is me trying to write. And the muse is the one making the silly raspberry sounds. <laughs> I'm serious. That's that's. I, I don't <laughs> doubt you a bit. I, it, it's uh, it, it's it's amazing the interviews that I do with the, with the authors. Everybody has something a little bit different, but they all have one thing in common. You're all crazy. You know that. <laughs> and yep. uh, I say that in almost every interview because I mean, come on, you have to be a a, a little bit off, a little bit off the normal uh, trail in order to to do this stuff, don't you? In a good way. People that you hear voices and they look at you weird. You're like, not those kind of voices. <laughs> not that kind of voice. <laughs> well, I can understand a little bit because I talk to myself all day in the microphone. You give yourself so, the best advice. Yeah. There, there <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I take your characters and uh, they get into my head and they talk to each other. Only I talk out loud. So it's uh, it's a little different. <laughs> Uh, what's, what's, uh, what other books do you have that you've just finished or something coming up that we should know about? Right. So I just, this past Tuesday, actually, I had a book release that's brand new and a brand new series to me. It's a monster romance. So it's like paranormal romance, but with monsters. Oh, wow. And it's uh, called uh, Monsters Magic. And oh. it's the, it's a story of a, a female named Tegan who is a necromancer, which is a, um, 
a female, I guess you can call her a witch, but it's somebody that can control the dead, whether they're actually passed away, a soul, a vampire, anything that's technically dead, she can control. So that would be a necromancer. So she's um, the beginning of the story. You can see the first, basically almost the first chapter of it on Amazon as a, as a preview, but the first part of it, if the story She's in a hellacious car accident with her parents and both of her parents pass away in the accident and both of her parents are also magical in the sense that her mother's a necromancer and her father is too, but you know, the male version of it. And um, when they pass, their powers go to her and she did wasn't in her powers yet. So she was still technically just human. Uh -huh. So when the accident happened, she absorbed their powers immediately and um, she accidentally reanimated them without realizing that she was going to do it. So imagine just losing your parents and then reanimating them and seeing oh. them and not realizing that you're the one doing this. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, very hard first chapter to read. It's very dark. It's very deep because it's, it's a lot of loss, but it really kickstarts the story of our heroine and what she has to go through in order to get her to where she needs to be, which is at a supernatural academy for adults, young adults to go to, to understand what their abilities are and how to use them. So that's where she ends up. There's um, the dean of the school comes and finds her because, you know, he senses her magic has just awakened and he goes and finds her and takes her to the school. Or this academy, I should say. And um, that's the prologue of the story. And then the story, it kicks into her second year at the school. She's got a very best friend named Evie, who's book two in this world that I'm currently writing right now. She um, meets a very tall, handsome, dark elf named Shade, who is a force to be reckoned with. And there's a... Uh, half man half snake guy that's also in the story that is going to be in book two so there's um an olympic type sport that i've written into the story there's unicorns that are dark unicorns like evil not not friendly <laughs> like dark evil, evil unicorns that's yes, awesome. evil unicorns so it's uh it's kind of all over the place but in a good way in a very good right. way so um that came out on tuesday it's called monsters magic and monsters magic uh, okay yeah, Monsters Magic. I've had a lot of fun writing that book, and I've had a great reviews on it so far. And uh, my readers that have followed me uh, forever have loved the story. Some of them said, "I didn't even know he wrote this." <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. So uh, that that made me very happy. Well, do the do your listeners ever get a hold of you and say, well, "Where did that come from?" All the time. All the time. Good. All the time. Where does your mind go when you think of these things? Like, ah. <laughs> that's, Honestly, that's it's not me. It's them. That's what I always say. It's not me. It's them. I'm the vessel. They talk. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. So you're going to blame it on them. I see how it is. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's them. Use with the raspberry, man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you know, it's... Uh... Every every uh, author has something a little bit different, how it works for them, how it doesn't work for them. And, uh, you know, the, the little bit crazy thing certainly helps, I, I think. Otherwise, how are you going to come up with something like that, Julie? 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so you, uh, so you have how how many books did you say you have now? Um, around forty. Around forty books. Yeah. What did it feel like when you saw that you started selling books to uh, people? It was exciting to see that they were selling. It was even more exciting when I saw my very first Amazon bestseller flag. Mm-hmm. It was super exciting when I saw it hit in Canada and then Australia. And then the very first time I ever saw sales hit like Spain and Italy and, you know, different areas across Europe, like, who are you over there is reading me? Oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> so, Isn't that just, a, that, that just must be an amazing feeling. You come up with these really characters, is. they get in your head the the muse does the raspberry at you and you you come up with all of this stuff and next thing you know someone on the other side of the world is not only reading your book they paid to read your book yeah that's surreal isn't it i still day job we talked you and i talked a little bit about that offline Mm -hmm. i still day job and i was having a phone call through teams microsoft teams with uh, one of my co-workers and we were on camera talking and he says, hang on just a second. My wife is here. She's got to ask me a question. And I said, okay. So he puts me on mute and he comes back. He goes, because I'm on my real name at my day job. Julie <laughs> Morgan is my pen name. Uh-huh. And he says, by chance, are you Julie Morgan? And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> how would you have known that? And he goes, you are Julie Morgan. And I said, how would you have known that? And I hear his wife in the background. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I said, what is going on? And he said, my wife just read your latest book and she loved it. And she recognized your face talking to me. Oh, that's amazing. And I, that's a, that's they, amazing. I had, they had no idea who I was prior to that. So that happening was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had that, to, that had to be a crazy moment. That was exciting. That was one of those moments like, oh my God. <laughs> now was work different after that julie yeah it I is bet. i bet yeah I bet. yeah he hmm. and his he and, um his wife and i became friends and now she's in my reader group and we talk all the time and she's wonderful i totally enjoy her and if she hears this interview her name is jennifer pierce <laughs> so i'm sure she will end up hearing this so i'm giving her Good. a shout out hello jennifer <laughs> pierce <laughs> Read more of Julie's books. <laughs> the, the, Everybody read more of Julie's books. <laughs> there you go. Everybody. What? Uh, Julie, you have all these books out there, and I, I know you must do signings and things, and uh, you, you have some uh, different ones you're going to in 24, I assume? Yes, sir, I am. On uh, May uh, 3rd, yes, May 3rd to the 5th, I will be at Beyond the Read event. That is in Columbus, Ohio. That's May 3rd through the 5th, and that's Beyond the Read event, or Bray, if you've heard of it that way. And okay. then June 19th through June 22nd, I'll be at the Space Coast Book Lovers event. That's in Cape Canaveral, Florida. That's June 19th through June 22nd, Space Coast Book Lovers in Cape Canaveral, Florida. For people that don't understand how that works or even what it is, explain to them. So at a book signing... We come in and uh, have a table set up just for us. And we set it up with the books that we are selling. Uh, It's not necessarily 
for instance, with my 40 books, I don't bring all 40 of those. I bring the ones that are my most recent ones, maybe my 10 most recent mm -hmm. and anything that is pre-ordered. So I have a pre-order list. So if anybody orders off of that, they obviously will get those. And um, if there's a lot of my older ones that are pre-ordered, if there's a lot of something, I will bring extra of those just in case. Because if something's popular for whatever reason, I don't want anybody to miss out on more. So I'll bring books with me. I bring um, table swag. I bring, you know, decorative stuff just to have fun with it. So we, uh, the events like Space Coast, they have an industry day for authors. So we come out on, I believe it's on the Thursday is the industry day for authors. So we're able to talk about newsletters and TikTok and how to build your how to build up your reader base and how to do this and how to do that. And it's fantastic for learning for authors. And then, uh, excuse me. And then on Friday, I believe is the industry industry day for readers. And I may have my days off, but I believe Friday is the industry day for readers. And this is about um, blogging or uh, reader groups or um, how to cater to readers and authors alike. So there's many different things going on throughout the event that's more than just the book signing itself. Right, and right. then Saturday is the big book signing. So when that goes mm -hmm. on, uh, the there's VIP readers that come in first, they go through, they get the first, you know, pass through to do whatever they want to do. And then it opens to the general public and we network all day long network. And whether we sell books or not, it's all about making those connections and sharing cards and sharing information, selling books, sometimes giving books is just depending on the situation. There's uh, sometimes raffles. There might be uh, gift bags that are going out to charities. There's always a, an autism charity for Space Coast. And that's one of the reasons I love that event because my daughter has autism and they always do something with autism at this event. And I love them for it, that they do this. Well, you get yeah. to do something for, for folks and uh, the readers get to meet the, the authors that they like so much. And yes. that all, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. So if the thing with Bray, yeah, there's not so much of an industry day there. It's more of a mass signing mm -hmm. and uh, they do. Oh, also both events do panels. So if you want to know more about paranormal romance or maybe what makes a book funny or talk about maybe more of what goes bump in the night in the story or how to set up a fight scene in a story. There's panels for stuff like this to explain and what it is and how it goes into it. And it's very informative to have these panels and they're very, very helpful and knowledgeable for so many people. Well, that, sounds, that sounds fantastic. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So to learn about those and to learn more about Julie's books, we're going to send people to uh, juliemorganbooks.com, right? Yes, juliemorganbooks.com. That's correct. Okay, or they can come and they can uh, they can come to steamystoriesforwomen.com. There's some things in there as well. Julie, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, you're very welcome. Go get a Julie Morgan book. There's 40 of them to choose from. You have to start somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> or right. just wait for that Muse Raspberry to kick in. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Thank you very much, Julie, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. This has been a Romance Author Spotlight episode of the podcast with USA Today bestselling author 
Julie Morgan. Find out more about Julie and her books at www.juliemorganbooks.com.